It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cleft ball banked a perfect pass to Reeder. Hits Drysaddle in over the line, shoots and scores. Leon Drysaddle, second of the afternoon, gives Edmonton a commanding 4-1 lead at the home of last year's President's Trophy winners. Big day for Leon Dreisaitl. Happy birthday, Leon Dreisaitl. He turns 23 today. He gets two goals, including that game winner as the Edmonton Oilers finally punch out the Predators after 13 losses in a row. Edmonton has beaten Nashville. First win over the Preds going all the way back to March 18th. 2014, 5-3 the final. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, it's 4:03. Thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center. A game that had a lot going on, Rob. One of the old high event games, the exact opposite of what we saw at Rogers Place last Saturday. We had three goals in that one. We had eight today. 13 power plays total between the two teams. Predators go two for six. Edmonton goes one for seven. Uh, a lot of action around both nets. The two areas of the game that really stand out to me, Rob, first of all, the Oilers started the game very well. First 10 minutes were good. And then the first 10 minutes of the second period were also very good. Yeah, they came in and we talked about it before the game started. They got Koskinen and Nett, who hasn't played in 24 days, uh, didn't have a great preseason. You know, there was a little uncertainty there. And we said the one thing that would be important for the Oilers was to get off to a quick start. Don't sit back and allow an onslaught of shots towards Costner because you don't know what you're going to get. Let him ease into the game, and the Oilers did that by coming out and playing very well early in the hockey game. The one, one of the things that the Oilers had struggled with for a large part of the season as starts to the games. They've fallen behind a lot. They've, up until the last couple, had trailed after the first and second for the entire season. But they came out and played well in a very tough place to play. So you got to give the credits... Uh, or you got to give credit to the Oilers for, for being prepared and being ready right off the drop of the puck tonight. So Drysettle gets two, Kajula gets two, McDavid scores for the Oilers, Philip Forsberg gets all three goals for the Nashville Predators. Ryan Johansson gets an assist on all three. 5-3, the Oilers take it. The Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Go there, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown south side and north side as the Oilers improve to 5-3-1 and one on the season. They uh, go 1-1 one and one in these games against the Predators. They were able to beat Washington. They get a point against Pittsburgh. I know they wanted two. Uh, they split the two games with Boston going back, and obviously they rally to, to steal a victory in Winnipeg. And the Pacific Division, a lot of hockey left, but 
only the Oilers and San Jose are two games above 500 so far in, in that division. So uh, the good thing for the Oilers, points percentage-wise, they have more teams behind them and ahead of them, than ahead of them. Well, you don't want to be chasing in a playoff spot, as we, the Oilers have found over the last couple of years. You start chasing, you seem to run out of games before you get to where you want to be. Um, no one's really separating themselves in their division. Uh, San Jose was uh, many predicted to, to either be you know, Stanley Cup finalist or, or be fighting in the Final Four to get there. And they've got off to a, an average start, but no one else in the division has gotten off to a great start. Um, the Anaheim Ducks uh, seem every game they play. The one, they, if they win, they win despite being outshot two to one. And the other games are getting they're getting bombed. Uh, Vancouver's not there. Uh, Calgary isn't playing up to where everyone thought they were going to be. So and, and Vegas has got off to a, a, a horrible start by their standards. What we saw last year. So teams can make a little bit of a run here at the fir- at the beginning of the season, and you could put a little. Uh, distance between yourself and the teams that are pursuing you. It's always t- better to be the, the forerunner and not having to make up points late in the season. And and I think th- the adversity that the Oilers were facing starting the season with all the traveling and, and the tough schedule, I think they, the Oilers played with a bit of a chip on their shoulder after the first two losses because pe- a lot of people were writing them off. And we we got we took the phone calls. Are they going to be 0-10? Are they going to be 1-9? What are they going to be after their first 10 games? And the Oilers took that to heart, and they're playing with a desperation that I think was missed most of last season. And I think the record they have is deserved. I don't think this is one where goaltender is stealing games for them. They've been the better team in, uh, in, in the last, what, seven games, probably six of those seven games. They've been the better team. Oilers win 5-3 in Nashville. We have Washington and Calgary on the tube here now early in the third period. Capitals lead that one 3-2. We will get to your phone calls right away, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Drake Kajula had the game's first goal and its last goal. Here he is. What does it feel like to get on the board again? Uh, it's good. Um, no, I think I've been playing well for the four or five games I've been playing and creating a lot of opportunities for myself. And I think it was just a matter of time before I uh, got one there. And uh, you know, I was able to stick with the first one and, and get a rebound goal. And typically that's the way goals go in this league is a bit of a greasy one. And the uh, second one was an empty netter, so I'll take that. The mindset for you, I mean, you, you're playing with a bit of an edge. You're, you're making an impact every shift you can. Obviously, you've been bouncing in and out of the lineup with an injury as well. What's the mindset right now when you're going into a game like this? I think I'm just playing... Uh, playing confident hockey I'm just uh, you know believing in myself and um, you know I think uh, after having two years under my belt I think I've been able to kind of figure out the league and um, you know, I'm just playing the way that I've, I've always played growing up and I think it's just uh, coming uh, coming around full circle now and I'm just able to play like that every uh, you know as much as not every day but as, as much as you can and, and consistently as uh, much as possible you guys are I think five one and one in your last seven games and a really tough schedule I mean what's the, the sense of the group in here that yeah I think we got a we got a confident group um, um, you know, as the uh, season's gone on, you can see uh, every game we've gotten better and better. And, um, you know, good teams uh, find ways to get better every game. And, um, you know, I think we're, you know, a very confident group right now. And, uh, you know, we're playing really good hockey. We just got to make sure we uh, stick with it and not get too high and, and not get too low and make sure we don't, uh, you know, just uh, be complacent with where we are. You, 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 sorry, you hadn't seen Koskinen in all year. Do you have a sense of what you might get from him tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he won uh, goalie of the tournament at the World Championships and, um, you know, he's been with us for the uh, for the last, whatever, two months and, and just being able to watch him play and watch him, uh, you know, do his thing and he's uh, he's a great goalie. He's big and makes uh, some acrobatic saves and big saves and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a good goalie and, you know, we're lucky to have him. Drake, just piggybacking off that, uh, you're coming in against the 
the league's best team. You're coming in against a team that defeated you in your own barn last week. And that big save by Koska in the first period, how much of a lift was that on the bench? Yeah, anytime you get a big save from a goalie, it goes a long way throughout the whole team. Um, you know, guys on the bench are, are getting up on their feet, and you can hear the rah-rah from the guys on the bench. And, um, you know, that that's a big momentum swing for the guys. And uh, anytime you can get a big save like that, it goes a long way. And to beat the Stanley Cup champs two games away, and now the President's Trophy winners, what does that mean to win these last two? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been playing some pretty t- uh, tough teams uh, as of late. we got a, got, got a tough schedule with uh, some travel and some road games and, and some good teams that we've been playing against and uh, like I said earlier I think we're just playing confident and um, you know we have a we have a good group of guys in here and we just believe in one another and uh, you know that's uh, definitely helping us out that's Drake Kajula one of four Oilers with two points today he scores twice Dreisaitl scores twice Toby Reeder has two assists and Connor McDavid has a goal and an assist as the Oilers knock off the Predators 5-3. Philip Forsberg, a hat trick today for the Preds. 780-496-0063. We have James on the line. Hello, James. Hey, Reed. Hello, Rob. Hello. Uh, just, uh, I'd like to give some credit to uh, maybe a forgotten guy in this win. I know uh, Koskinen was in the pipes, but uh, good work, uh, Dustin Schwartz. Um, anyways, um, I just want to talk about Jesse Pugliarvi. Like, right now, listening to the last few games, I'm putting, uh, you know, even though he's not scoring, he's in the right place and playing well. Yamamoto, Reader, and Chason, all ahead of Jesse Pugliarvi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time for him to go down to Bakersfield, play 18, 21 minutes a game in all situations, work with the sco- coaching staff, um, you know, work on the, his two-way game. Um, and, you know, Kajula stepping up. I just don't think there's uh, room on this uh, roster right now for uh, Pugliar. We just uh, like your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I think good points by you. I, I think that had the Oilers, when Pugliarvi first sat out, the Oilers, you know, not won or struggled or players in the lineup would have struggled, you would have seen Pugliarvi back in right away. But I, I can't see you pulling anybody out right now, especially anybody out in their top nine. So it's and not really worth putting back in two weeks too. Yeah, so it's not really worth putting Pulley in to play on the fourth line and get seven, eight minutes. Yeah, I would have no problem with him going down to the minors, give him a two-week stint, let him play a ton of minutes, let him play in different situations, uh, and start working on parts of his game that need to make him better. And biggest thing, let him go down and gain some confidence. That is huge for a young player having the belief in themselves. So, yeah, I've got I got no problem at all if if yes, he went down for a little while to just yeah, hone up his skills. Yeah, Rob. In my opinion, he's not going to improve. You know, playing bottom six, nine, to eleven minutes per game. So. Well, and the guys you 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 brought up are all playing better than him. You, you made a great point about Yamamoto. Rob and I commented several times watching the game together how many plays he kept alive, how many times he tipped a pass or pushed the puck closer to the other team's net. Chase on, you know, clearly is, is looking like a solid veteran. Good for him. He got some goals the last two games. And, uh, you know, Kajula had a good game. So are, are you going to put Pugliarvi in for Cassian or Marodi on the fourth line? Well, probably not. I mean, Cassian, you don't want him taking penalties in the final five minutes, but I don't think you're going to put Pugliarvi in that role. No, no, I, I think Pugliarvi plays top nine minutes or, or he doesn't play. It just doesn't make sense for him. James, we're going to finish the play with you, so I'll just throw you on hold so you can hear the audio here. We are looking to put you into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at 1000 bucks. Fast Track Indoor Karting, safe adrenaline pumping fun, fasttrackkartingedmonton.com. Now, now, what are they talking I about I think here? they're talking about the dry sidle play. 
whether he was high-sticked. Let's get the announcement here. Nashville, number 92, four minutes, high-sticked. There you go. All right, James, that was a, a pretty busy part of the game. Dreisaitl got hurt and have to go, had to go off for a while, not long. There was another oiler who took a puck to the face on that play. Do you remember who it was? Oh. He's not was, it, was, it, was it Larson or Clefbaum? Oh, it was Larson. Absolutely, buddy. Hang on the line. Patrick will take down your info. You're going into the grand prize draw. Larson did come back wearing a face shield. Yeah, in, in tough situation coming back partway through a game with a big shield on. It is tough playing in those if you're not used to it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers beat the Predators five three. Finally beating Nashville for the first time since March of uh, 2014. You know, Kajula scores twice. Uh, obviously, the, the Oilers are going to need depth scoring throughout the season. They're getting a little more of it lately. And, and I think looking at this at this game, especially the guys on, on the top three lines, um, everybody, well, I, sh- I shouldn't single out even the fourth line because I thought they played well too, though I didn't like Cassian's penalty at the end. I mean, everybody was doing something pos- positive for the most part. I mean, yes, Nashville pushed at the end of the game. You would expect that. I found this a very tenacious game by the Oilers. Strong forechecking and blocking shots, trying to disrupt predators, uh, the Predators on the attack. The Oilers with 20 blocked shots today, including six by Chris Russell. Uh, Chris Russell, no. It's amazing how often he gets in the shooting lane and his willingness to do it. I can tell you from experience, it hurts. Some of those guys shooting the puck 100 miles an hour, it hurts, yet he goes in with no fear. Uh, the Oilers were aggressive. I, I, the Oilers are pushing the pace in the games. Uh, they're they're a much better team this year, north north and south instead of east west. When the turno- turnover happens, they're on their way offensively. And in this last little stretch, you really appreciate the, as you said, the tenacity of their players at puck retrieval of, of when they lose the puck, attacking where the puck went. You know, instead of just you know going into a, a soft defensive positioning, they go hard at the Nashville player tonight. Or whoever had the puck that stole it from them, they went there. They had stick on puck. They got into passing lanes. They didn't give any time and space. And when you play against good teams, you got to take away time and space because if a good a p- good player has time to make a play, it's going to be a really good play. So the others, uh, as I said during the game, there was a desperation um, uh, in their game that we've seen in the last four or five that has really contributed to the way they're playing. Should mention, too, speaking of the fourth line, Kyle Brad- Brodziak, six for six in the face-off circle today. Goes 100%. Uh, uh, Strom and Dreisaitl had tough face-off games. Uh, McDavid comes in at 56% today. The Oilers uh, lost the face-off battle 54% to 46 Coach Mike texting the show. He goes, Oilers had seven wins in their first 20 games last season. Team is playing well. Hope they keep it up. Any thought on Strom's game? He has no points this season. Well, I mean, there's a secondary mm-hmm. guy who at some point is going to have to take his turn stepping up with some depth offense. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think there is more expectations for him. Um, they, they need, you know, he's never going to be a 60, 70, 80-point guy despite his draft pedigree because of where he's playing in the lineup. But he does get second power play minutes. He is in the top nine in, in his minutes per game. What, he, what did he play tonight? He played 13. 13 minutes. Yeah, so almost 13 minutes. They, they, they do need more offense out of him. They do. Because, I mean, most nights that line is playing against 
third-pairing defensemen playing against second, third lines against. They're not having to do a lot of the checking because most of the uh, the top teams are going head-to-head, trying to at least against Connor and Leon. So they have softer minutes. I, I don't think this is the start to the season that Strom has wanted. Oilers win 5-3 over the Predators. 780-496-0063. We'll bring John onto the show. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Uh, Robin Reed, man, what an enjoyable hockey afternoon that was. Uh, it was it was really nice to see the way we're racing to the pucks and getting there first. It's, and you mentioned the forecheck, and not only that, but the hustle around the net. And after that first goal that Kajula got, and that was partly the way Darnell Nurse moved up into the offense, I thought, oh, man, can it really work out that we beat Nashville? So I feel really good, especially for Mika, because we need that ability to back up uh, Mr. Talbot. And so great game. And the other guy I felt really good about was Leon, because he's getting better. He's hustling. He's handling the puck better. And, and that's what we remember from Leon. And so I'm really good. I feel really good the way he's moving his game. Yeah. Well, yeah, just... Just Thanks, no John. negative things there today, and uh, uh, this is just going to be a fun season, you guys. Appreciate it, John. I'm glad you brought up Koskinen because several people are, are texting in about Koskinen as well. i got to tell you, Rob, stopping that breakaway, that was when with 13-19 left in the first, so the game was barely... It uh, wasn't even seven minutes old, and we talked on the on the faceoff show. What are the even if they're saves? What are they going to be like? Are they going to be solid saves? Or are they going to be saves where the puck still spills into a dangerous area? So Arvidsson, who's crushed the Oilers most mm. of his career, gets a breakaway early on, and Koskin makes the save. And I wonder if that calmed the Oilers down a little bit or made him feel a little better about him being in net. And not only the team, it probably calmed him down a little bit. Koskin makes the save early in the game, and and, and you and I watched a couple of the preseason games where everything seemed to... It was almost like he had Vaseline on his shirt, and every time the puck hit him, he just skidded off and went somewhere else. I honestly don't remember, thinking back in the game now, today, I don't remember anything where it would hit him and just squeak somewhere, or there was a, a rebound that shouldn't have been there that he left out there. I thought he played a solid game, made a, a number of big saves early, um, looked calm, looked relaxed. Uh, I... He is like a, a number of the players on this team where his ice time or his games played will be dictated on a day-to-day basis. You know, if you look at a Kajula and a Chase on and Poliarvi and those players, how they play in today's game or the game they play will dictate whether they play next game or where they play in the lineup. Well, Koskinen is also like that. The Oilers would love to have 25 games out of him this year. But that's going to be based on he play, how he plays. If he struggles, you know, then all of a sudden Talbot's going to be playing more. So this will guarantee him a quicker next game, which is good for Talbot, which is good for the Oilers. 5-3, the Oilers win it. Hey, how about this, everybody? They are 2-0 and in matinees this season. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Now the Oilers' all-time record in matinees. Uh, well, still not very good. 57-77 and 50 but they did beat the Rangers a couple of weeks ago and they get another win today. 780-496-0063. Tony on the line. Good day, Tony. Good day, boys. Um, nothing major that they done today. Great game. I'm happy aside that losing streak finally ended. Um, I'm really liking how Cox can look in. Like, yeah, you know, okay, Forsberg got a hat trick. You know what? Forsberg's Forsberg. You know, you can't really stop him. I'm just really happy with the fact that, you know, we actually have 
a goaltender, like a backup goaltender, where Talbot, you know, does need a day or two off because of I don't know, he's sick or anything like that. We that we can actually count on him. Um, another player I'm really surprised at is Yamamoto because how big? How big is he? He's five six. Is he? Uh, he's yeah. He's probably five seven ish. Yeah. And he weighs about what one sixty five, one seventy. Yeah. On how much that kid maybe can get maybe beaten. he weighs that much. Yeah. On how much that kid can get beaten and beaten, and he still gets up and says, "Give me the puck. I'm ready to go." It's that that he reminds me and. You guys can, but you guys can say I'm wrong too. He reminds me of a Martin Saint, Marti, Martin Saint Louis in a way because of the fact that he's fast. He gets up in the play, and he he just he's a, he's 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 great. I can't I can't say anything bad about the kid. If he turns out to be Marty St. Louis, then the Oilers are going to be very, very excited. I'm not going to give him that yet, but I have liked what he's done, and and I like what he's done away from the puck. You know, the, the stats aren't there for him yet, but uh, the little things that he, he continues to do, being in the right spot at the right time, defensively being in the right place, getting into shooting lanes, tipping pucks, puck retrieval, those are going to keep him in the lineup and keep him on Connor's line. The offensive point production will come with time. Several plays he made in the first period where he got in the way on the forecheck, kept the puck alive for McDavid or or, or uh, Nugent Hopkins, and that play in the uh, second period, a national defenseman was skating the puck out of the zone. Mm-hmm. And Yamamoto tracked him down from behind and stole the puck without without taking a penalty. He's he's a tenacious little player for sure, and he had a pretty good game today as uh, the Oilers knock off the Predators 5-3. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice back to Nashville. Here he is. Obviously at the end, um, you know, they pull the goalie and uh, they push a little bit. I think that's normal, but even that, we handled it really well. And, um, you know, just a very solid road game. Uh, Leon, a lot of the people talk about good teams. They talk about the response. Right after Nashville got the first one, McDavid went down the rush, and you guys responded as a team right away. What does that say about the, the locker room right now and, and the morale in it? Yeah, I think the morale is uh, is really, really uh, good right now. Um, you know, it's always been good. Um, obviously, last year we had a little bit of a down year but uh, I think that that happens but um, you know again uh, they score you know the, the the crowd is into it we go right down and, and um, go back to two to goal lead so um, you know again like I said it was very very solid effort. What can you say about you and Toby you guys seem like you guys are starting to play really well together Toby's back to back to assist games. Yeah um, you know I said it before I think he's He's a little underrated in terms of, uh, you know, his offensive offensive potential. Um, you know, obviously he, he's always been in the role of a third, uh, second, third, fourth line um, uh, role. But you know, I, I know or I knew that he's capable of, of, of playing higher minutes and and contributing uh, offensively. So um, you know, he's been he's been really good. Yeah, I think four in the last little stretch here. Do you feel like a little more comfortable, a little more like Leon Dreisaitl? Uh, yeah, it's it's starting to get better. Um, you know, obviously I didn't start the season the way I, I hoped, uh, but you know we've been we've been winning, and, and really that's all that matters. So um, I'm going to get my game going. Uh, I know that I'm um, positive in that, um, but you know, like I said, as long as we keep winning, um, you know, I don't really care how I play. Well, what, what happened there? That looks a little bit scary there. I mean, uh, yeah, it was high stick uh, that four-minute penalty, um, but you know. It's part of the game. It happens. Did you know that it was okay? That it was just ah. Uh, well, obviously, you close your eyes and it just feels like it's right in your eye. But um, you know, it's good. Uh, stretch it up and ready to go. Nice. Thanks, Sam. 
Leon Dreisaitl, birthday today, two goals. Oilers beat the Predators 5-3 to improve to 5-3-1 on the season. Duster texting in. He says, I only noticed it after McDavid had that goal right off the faceoff. Every faceoff after that, he got a good solid slash to the hands. Not one of them was called. Are the refs not seeing it, or uh, is that how they uh, call it? Well, I think most players... Off a face-off, whichever team loses a face-off, the other guy, that guy slashed. I remember I played against Messier. If you beat him on a face-off, as you turned, he cross-checked you so hard, you're spitting up blood, and you didn't want to ever beat him again. Connor McDavid's going to face abuse every time he touches the puck or any time the refs aren't looking. I mean, he's the best player in the world. They're going to try and get him off his game. Uh, they'll, the refs will call what they can, and uh, Connor McDavid will just play through the rest. Gary on line four. Hey, Gary. Good afternoon, Reed Ross. Thank you very much for taking this call from me. Hey, you know what? I'm overly optimistic with this Oilers team. I love the way they play. Um, going forward, I wish uh, some of the guys that are on the slide right now with points, hopefully get together and get uh, some points here. Guys like uh, Cassian, who, uh, who took a bad penalty there, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm sure um, you mentioned earlier with, uh, uh, oh, what's his name, uh, Number 18 there, hopefully he'll get... Strom, yeah. Points, yeah. Sorry about that, my track <laughs> thinking there, but uh, Cassian played really, uh, has to pick up his game uh, too. Uh, goaltender, Carlson, uh, I think uh, I think he's done some work with Schwarzkopf, he mentioned for the call earlier. I think that uh, we have some confidence in him now, at least I do now, after seeing this game, his first game uh, for the Oilers. Uh, going forward, uh, continue playing like this, don't take any penalties, like... Uh, un, uh, on different penalties and uh, uh, a little more aggressive on the power play, continue the way they play. I think uh, we're going to have a very exciting season for Oiler fans. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. Oilers win 5-3 as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. The Islanders beat the Flyers 6-1. Devils knock off the Panthers 3-2. And currently on the ice with 5:40 left in the third period, the Capitals are up 3-2 on the Calgary Flames' Niskanen with the uh, most recent goal and that one to put the Capitals ahead. That was late in the second period. All right, Wayne and Dean are going to be next on the phone lines. You'll still hear from Miko Koskinen, who gets the win today. He last appeared in an NHL game for the New York Islanders on February 13th, 2011. He got pulled in that game. He is finally back in an NHL contest this afternoon, and he gets the win for the Edmonton Oilers as he winds up making 24 saves. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, we're back after the news. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. This is the Rogers Post Game Show on the Oilers Radio Network. Here's Forsberg, hits Arvidsson, breakaway, backhanded and denied by Koskinen, who got it, I believe, with the knob of his stick. So Miko Koskinen gets the win in his first appearance as an Edmonton Oiler. His save of the game for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLoopService.ca. Two goals for Dreisaitl, two for Kajula, one for McDavid, three for Forsberg, and the Oilers beat the Nashville Predators 5-3. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, thanks a lot for tuning in this afternoon. It is 4:32, and Late in that game, Rob, the Oilers have a two-goal lead. Cassian takes a penalty with 5.16 to go. The Predators pull their goalie and say, we're just going to have six skaters on four. We're down two. They get a goal a minute 10 into that power play. That was when Forsberg finished the hat trick to pull them within 4-3. And then they do a, a pull with just under two minutes to go down a goal, and Kajula made them pay right away. Yeah, I, I, I liked the call when they had the power play. They're down two goals. They need two goals to come back and tie the game, send it into overtime. So the, the power play they had was imperative. They, scot- they, they scored on it. So go six on four. And I mean, I don't care any time in the game you want to do that, go for it. You, if, if you give up a shorthanded goal into an empty net, it's your fault. You got a two-man advantage. So I thought that was a great call by the Predators. What I didn't like is when they pulled their goalie the second time. Uh, I didn't mind the time of game they did it, but they pulled their goalie without having puck possession in the offensive end. They The puck was in there. There was plenty of time. There was two minutes to go in the period. They needed to fight and get possession. Once you get possession, you pull your goalie, but without possession, it, it's a 50-50. It's a crapshoot, and the puck bounces, and Kajula ends up getting it in the neutral zone, and the game is over at that point. So uh, I, I think that it was very smart the first time, I thought it was ill-advised the second time, and it eventually cost them. Shots in this game, 35-27 in favor of the Oilers. As Rob and I were talking about earlier, they started the game well. They started the second period very well. Power plays, the Oilers were 1-for-7. The Predators were 1-for-6. Tons of penalties in this one. We mentioned the four-minute minor. Johansson uh, high-sticking dry sidle. Uh, Cassian took a late roughing penalty. Lucic had a, had a flip over the glass. Mm-hmm. That he got a delay of game four. The Predators had a too many bench penalty. So, yeah, lots going on in this game for sure. But the Oilers survive, winning at 5 3. 7 8 0 4 9 6 0 0 6 3. We'll welcome Wayne to the show. Hi, Wayne. Hi. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello there. A uh, couple of things. Uh, with that penalty at the end, he left his feet on one uh, TV replay. Only a couple of inches, but he left both, uh, both his feet were up. Cassian, okay? Uh, with uh, another thing is, uh, I saw Lucic. He played one heck of a game, probably one of his best games that the or- he played with the Oilers. Another thing is, uh, if they keep playing this way uh, and uh, having the, the wingers come back, and I noticed that on a few shifts, uh, some of them didn't come back uh, uh, fully, but uh, they still played a pretty solid game. And if they keep playing this way, I tell you, out of uh, 10 games, the next 10 games, they could win almost eight or at least get points in eight games. Thank well, you for, very much for listening to me. Yeah, well, hope so, Wayne. That, that would be a good run. I mean, they're getting some points in the bank now, so we'll see what that leads to. But he, he mentioned some of the back-checking, and it was really noticeable to me against the Capitals, and, and they did it well again tonight. Wingers dropping down low. If you can't win a puck battle cleanly, at least delay the other guy or, or, or tip the puck away from the dangerous area. 
pretty good job most of the night, most of the afternoon. Well, if you want to be an effective defensive hockey club, you have to have good back pressure. That means uh, if you're a back-checking player, don't just look over your shoulder to see who your guy is and wait for him to come. Take a look over your shoulder if you got time. Try to come back and pester the guy with the puck. It allows the defenseman to step on him, step up on him, and you'll be able to make, turn the puck over much quicker. I think the Oilers do a good, a better job now at coming back to the house. We saw it a number of times. Nashville would get a little bit of momentum in the offensive zone. They start putting pucks on net. All five Oilers would get in within the hash marks, and now pucks have to go through five players. So the Oilers are getting much better in their own end at doing those kind of things. Quite a turn here in Calgary. Matthew Kachuk ties it on a deflection at 18.33 of the third period. And then with a minute 12 to go, a delay of game penalty on Kuznetsov. So now the Flames are on a power play in the final minute of regulation time. We'll keep you updated on this one. More of your phone calls in a couple of minutes as well. But Miko Koskinen, the big Oilers goaltender, gets a big win. Here he is. Long time, but I was, it was also good. Like I got a lot of time to prepare, and we work every day hard and with Swartz, and it was nice to start with the win. Miko, you made a pretty big save off a breakaway off Victor Arvidsson. How much of a confidence boost was that to make early in the game and set the tone? <sighs> of course, it helps a little bit. You know, I haven't played for a while, and so it makes, it makes the game a little bit easier for me. Uh, what would you say about the defense in front of you? They seemed like they were clearing up any loose pucks in front of you as well after you made the first stops. Yeah, they were great like front of me. They were sacrificing their bodies like so many blocks, and that's really important when you play like uh, teams against Nashville. They're a really good team, and we play like a um, good game today. When you see individual performances like Leon Dreisaitl, Andre Kajula, Connor McDavid, does that inspire you to play better on the back end as well? well of course, we're uh, we're a team, and everyone, everybody, everybody needs help each others and uh, that gives like a little bit more uh, more confidence when other guys are getting like done their job and I need to stand there too and do my job so that that's a good thing how much more do you comfortable do you feel now than you did you know 60 minutes ago I know for the game too that I can you know I can play and it's not gonna change anything I need to it's only one game. I need to keep working and getting better every day, and that's all what matters. When they tell you they're starting you against a team they haven't beaten in 13 games, are you thinking, oh boy, I got my work cut out for me today? You know, I didn't care. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just wanted to play, and that's all, all what matters to me. I don't care. All the teams in this league are really good teams, and we need to be play our best every night if we want to get wins. Well, good point by Koskinen. He, he hasn't been an Oiler. Well, I guess he was an Oiler for one game out of the 13, but he didn't play. I mean, to him, he just wants to play and, and get a win, and he helps the Oilers do that today, 5-3 over the Predators. Text to 630-630, can you comment on Trent Yanni's impact on the team so far this year? Well, I, I think he, he's an important addition to the team. I think all the assistant coaches were brought in for certain reason, and I think with a, a younger defensive core, you want to have, uh, you know, a a defense whisperer on the bench, someone that's been there, that's helped guide young players before. And I know there's been a lot of talk about the emergence uh, of the young defenseman of Anaheim, you know, the Fowlers and, and such. And I think the Oilers are hoping that with the young D that uh, they have here, that maybe Yanni can come in and give them a, a different perspective. He's played the game. He understands the game. He was very effective at the game. And if early returns are any indication of, you know, what the team is capable or the defense is capable of doing with him at the helm, I think you just look at an Oscar Clefbaum. Now, I know that he was injured last year, but I think he's playing better now 
than he did two years ago. I mean, he, he logged 30 minutes tonight. He's averaging, what, 26 minutes a night or something along that line? Yeah, it seems coming like. in, he was 25, 29. So, yeah, so I mean, go up. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to go up with 30. And, and he looks very effective. I mean, the one thing that we saw in Clefbaum's game was risk-reward. There would be a great play, but then there would be a play that's like, oh, no, Oscar, what were you thinking there? I have not, I don't remember a single play this year that Oscar's made where you're scratching your head after going, oh, no, like the, the ill-advised pinches or the, the puck thrown through his own uh, crease or his own slot area. He's been smarter, he's been assertive, and he's been much more effective. And he has been, without a doubt, the best defender the Oilers have had all season long. Jason Garrison played 12.50. Matt Benning played 11.54. So once again, not a lot of ice time for the Oilers' third pairing. Before the game, they activated Benning off injured reserve and assigned Kevin Gravel to Bakersfield. Evan Bouchard was scratched today. He's played seven games after he plays nine. He'll likely be assigned to London in the Ontario Hockey League. Garrison you know, took a penalty today when he was uh, under pressure in his own zone. I I wonder if we're going to wind up with the third pairing as as Gravel and Benning, if that's ultimately how it's going to play out here in a week or two. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, I, I like the effort level of a Garrison, but the foot speed's not there. And this is this is a young man's game nowadays. You can see the success young players have coming into the hockey league because they're young and they're fast. And if you're old and plodding, you have a hard time keeping up. And he he just doesn't have the speed when things start getting a little you know, go awry in their own zone, he seems to be one step behind. And when you find yourself one step behind, you're in a lot of trouble. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if another transaction occurs in the next week or so that allows Gravel, Gravel to come back up. And then that's your pairing, Benning, Benning, Benning and Gravel. And I think the Oilers coaching staff might have a little more um, trust in that and allow them to get up to the 14, 15 minute mark. 442, Oilers beat the Predators 5-3, Flames and Capitals about a minute and a half into overtime, tied 3-3. Steve says, what did you guys think about Cassian's penalty, bad call or bad penalty? And Steve says, in my opinion, it was uh, a bad call. Uh, I lean towards bad penalty. I say bad penalty. He, he followed through, tore, took the guy hard into the boards who didn't have the puck. I it, See, usually Reed and I, we make our own calls before we see anything happen on air. And both of us called, that looks like a penalty. And immediately afterwards, they showed penalty was called. I thought it was a penalty right away. Yeah, it's, it, it's I, I'll put it this way to Steve. I, I think it's a risk you can't take. That's a good way of saying it, yep. At that point in the game. Don't you know, p- game management mm-hmm. isn't just what you do with the puck. It's your aggression level sometimes, too. It, it's it's a, a play that doesn't need to be made. And you put, you put the you gave the ref an opportunity to make a, a decision on a on a call there. So yeah, he did need to do that. And to me, it was a penalty. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You'll still hear from head coach Todd McClellan, but we have Dean standing by. Hi, Dean. Howdy. Um, okay. In in regards to the high stick on dry saddle, I'm just curious. Do they not give five in a game anymore? Because no, they don't have to. They can give a, they can give a double minor for cut. Five, five I think, is for intent. If, yeah, if if it seems well, like it's this was you know the way I see it, you know like I saw my wife there, you know fathering a child at sixty five is an accident, right? That was no accident. I I, I yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some, I think there's some sixty five year old men that still want to have children. Um, <laughs> but I that was, that was not an accident, right? Was, I, you know, to me it looked like it was, he had lots of times to get his dick out. I I, I, I 
I, I think it was an accident. I, I don't think yeah. he's the type of player that's going to spear a guy in the face. And again, intent is, I mean, the, the referee's got to decide. And the only one that saw it was a linesman. And good on the linesman. He made the right call. And good on the referees for getting getting to it and bringing Drysaddle back out to see if there's blood. The, yeah, but like I, a five in the game would be hitting them from behind yes, or whatever. Yes, right? with, with intent, with intent to injure. To me, that, that was a four-minute call. And Reed and I both at yeah. the same time figured it was going to be a four-minute call. And the right okay, call. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Dean. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will take a quick timeout. It is four forty four. We got a couple more calls to get to, and you'll hear from head coach Todd McClellan. Oilers finally beat Nashville five three. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon. It is four forty seven. The Edmonton Oilers have beaten the Nashville Predators 5-3. We have another Oilers game for you tomorrow. They're going to visit Chicago 2.30 face-off show game at 4. We'll have overtime open line until 8. And then tomorrow at 8, this is really cool on 6.30, Chad, the debut of Nighttime with Jordan Bonaparte, one of Canada's most popular true crime and mysteries podcast, now will be on 6.30, Chad, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Hear great things about this show, and uh, we're going to have it for you after our hockey coverage tomorrow night. That sounds, sounds pretty cool. Enticing. It does sound it. I might have to turn that on tomorrow night. That'd well, you be can right, listen to it driving home. That'll be right after a game. Won't be right it? after we're going to go till eight, and then why, we'll have that show on. Why don't we cool. just stay here? You and I will get a bottle of wine. We'll sit here and listen to the show. Is he coming? <laughs> is he coming here? No, it's a network show. Oh, that'd be really He's cool. He's not if he came coming here. in. Can we like talk? Can we call in? Is it a call-in show? All right, that's enough, Rob. <laughs> All right, uh, 780-496-0063. This texture says to 630-630, do you think that Koskinen would still be considered overpaid if he wins 10 to 12 games? Well, he's making a lot for a backup. He he is. So, I mean... And, and, you know, a lot of callers have called in and we've got texts talking about how excited they are and how they feel relieved and how they feel more confident. It is just one game. And you hope this is one of many that he's going to play along this line. But it's just one game. So now for, for a player that doesn't have something on his resume that says he's, they know he's going to do it, he's got to do it again. Yeah. And then if he does it again, then we got to see it again. So, But it is a very good start from coming into Nashville and winning a hockey game. Koskinen drafted 31st overall in 2009. The new, by the New York Islanders, who then took a goalie with their next pick, 62nd overall. That was face-off trivia. Nick knew that it was Anders Nielsen, who also wound up as an Oiler. So Nick gets a $50 Buffet Royale gift card from Armour Insurance. Protect your home and business with Armour, armorinsurance.ca. And he also gets his name into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card from Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Flames and Capitals are into a shootout. We'll update you on that after we hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. This is what did you think of the way today played out? Another good effort for us. I, I really liked our start. Um, we haven't got that in a long time in this building. Usually we're chasing the game, so uh, the fact that we were able to get the lead and play a pretty good first period, uh, and then we were resilient when uh, we got scored on to make a 3-2. Connor came back right away and, and uh, scored real quick. Even at the end, um, got in a bit of a penalty trouble in the third, but um, found a way, starting with our goaltender, who played extremely well. And everybody else chipped in, and a uh, total team win. Todd, um, in that first period, Victor Arvidsson was on a breakaway, and that could have really changed the 
tempo of the game really, but Miko Koskinen got his butt on the stick. What can you say about that save and, and 19 performance overall? Well, that gave him and our team a ton of confidence and uh, I thought he was outstanding. Um, not a lot of shots against in the first period, but a lot of chances against and uh, Miko made some uh, outstanding saves on the penalty kill. Um, deflections, even at the end there, they had a, uh, a high tip on the power play and he got his body in front of it, so it's a real big confidence builder for him, for our team, for our group with him, and um, we're happy for him. This thing started out, Connor was kind of just leading the way by himself, and as it goes further along, like, you know, uh, dry settles going now, Kajula's got a couple, chase on. Is this team kind of feeding off itself a little bit? Is, is it? Well, the, you know, you, you start the year and we didn't play well in, in um, Sweden, pardon me, and um, you know, that rattles confidence, it brings back ghosts from the past, and uh, everybody gets nervous. Um, what we had to do was work through it and stick with it, and we're at a point now where the guys are believing in themselves. They uh, they know they can kill penalties. They believe they can score in the power play. Um, they're understanding how to play a little more direct and, and a little more straightforward rather than uh, risky hockey. And, um, as you do that and you start to win, you believe in it even more. So it's uh, it's a powerful thing. Um, been a lot of talk about the schedule and the type of teams that we're playing, and uh, we can't take a deep breath once we get through this because everybody's a strong team. Austin, I guess, has to earn faith as he gets forward to, to well, get the I, starts. Did he do a little bit of that today? I think he did a lot of that today. He uh, he was outstanding. Um, you know, the the confidence that he showed it himself and that uh, he exposed to the team is is powerful and um, the group really was happy for him after and that can be a, uh, a rallying point for a team as well. What sticks out for you regarding the way Leon is playing and he's... Uh, for me, he's just he's a lot harder to play against now than he was maybe a little bit earlier and the, uh, the directness of his game, the uh, power in his game, the willingness to shoot a little bit more um, you know, he looks like he's found his his niche now, and um, when he does that, he can be pretty powerful. He can drive his own line, and we're seeing it. It's been a while since Edmonton beat Nashville. How much does that add to the win? Well, every group is different, so um, I know that the media and, uh, and everybody else likes to string together streaks and that type of stuff, but when this streak started, a lot of these players weren't even here. Connor was probably still playing junior, so uh, from an organizational standpoint, it, it's important, but for uh, for the guys that have been here for two or three years, that is a big win. Uh, a lot of what Lucic does doesn't appear on the score sheet, I guess, except for that assist, which, which did. Yeah, he, but he, he, a lot of stuff he does away from the clock and in scrums and stuff like that makes a big difference. Exactly. He's been, um, you know, he's probably been the bounce back player of the year so far for us. Uh, it started it in Europe, uh, but he's playing in straight lines. His feet are moving. He's uh, very aware of where the puck is and making good, strong plays. Uh, there's a physicality to his game every shift. Uh, police is a little bit, but also has, uh, you know, a knack to recover pucks and do things that uh, are making him a very effective player. There's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Edmonton winning today 5-3 in Nashville to improve to 5-3-1 on the season. The Predators are now 8-3, and 5-0 on the road, 3-3 three three at home. Washington has just defeated Calgary. Shootout lasts four rounds. Backstrom gets the game-deciding goal. So 4-3, the uh, Capitals take down the Flames. So the Flames and, and Oilers now both with 11 points. Calgary 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. Obviously, uh, the Oilers will be placed uh, higher in the standings because they have played fewer games. Calgary does uh, salvage a point, though, thanks to that late goal by Kachuk. Yeah, wonderful goal by 
Backstrom in, in the shootout, an even prettier one by Knetsov. And it's funny, the, their best goal scorer, Ovi, <laughs> Alexander the Great, uh, he didn't even get to shoot. Four shooters shoot for Washington in the shootout, and Obi doesn't get off the bench. Apparently, the coach knows what he's doing because they still won. <laughs> uh, and is Phoenix Copley the goaltender today for the Capitals? Braden Holtby uh, not in for this one. So uh, the Flames uh, get a point bouncing back from a 9-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, so uh, lineup-wise for the Oilers tomorrow, do you think Bouchard goes back in for either Garrison or Benning? It'd be you... Garrison if anyone came out. Okay, and now up front, I mean, Cassian had a bit of a minor bump last game, didn't play. Uh, Marodi had a bit of a minor bump today, so he didn't play. Uh, do you think they try to work Pooley-Arvey back in tomorrow? Um, no. No, because I don't think anyone in their top nine deserves to come out. I think their top nine played very well. Putting Pooley-Arvey in to play on your fourth line, uh, I don't think it really um, benefits him or the fourth line, because your fourth line, you'd like to have some muckers and grinders out there. Uh, I think there's a better chance Marodi comes in instead of Pugliarvi if he's healthy. And on the back end, I think Bouchard, It's right now the decision is being based whether he plays or not on how long they want him to be here. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to base it on should he play tomorrow ahead of Garrison, absolutely. But are they trying to extend his stay and not having to make a decision? If that's the case, that that may be a reason why he's not in the lineup. But is for for skill level or for players who deserve to play, Bouchard deser- certainly deserves to play tomorrow. So Kajula gets his first two goals of the season. Dreisaitl scores twice. He now has six on the year, four in his last three games. And McDavid scores his seventh of the year. We hardly even talked about that one. Forsberg had just scored to pull Nashville within 2-1 late in the second period. McDavid scores seven seconds later right off the center ice faceoff. And a huge goal at the time for the Oilers. And I've always said that if when you score a goal before a team gets to celebrate their goal, then you've really demoralized the team. They hadn't even announced Nashville's goal pulling them closer in the game. And also McDavid has is, is ruined the party for them. So big players score at big times, and obviously Connor McDavid did that. Koskinen, the winning goaltender. The Oilers end a 13-game drought against the Predators. 5-3 is the final. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer. Next Oilers game, we're right back at it tomorrow. 2.30 face-off show game at 4. Oilers at Blackhawks. This has been... Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great Saturday night. Talk to you tomorrow. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.